listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 and uh, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman here. I, I can't believe this is already episode 50, the 50. milestone 50th podcast episode. I'm uh, feels like we're maybe in the early 20s somewhere but uh yeah i guess two full seasons and change of this and a nice little gift for us here at the podcast broadcasting station here 50 beers to celebrate 50 episodes of broncos this week presented by original 16 uh unfortunately i have to save them for later but uh great to have some appreciate that and uh, here's to 50 more yeah we're gonna c- promote uh, responsible consumption of alcohol and not crush all 50 over the course of this podcast but uh, hang on to them for the duration of the season here all right uh, the Swift Current Broncos getting set to play their first home game in a long time this Friday when the Calgary Hitmen are in town. Bosch last night in uh, Medicine Hat. It was a close one, and it was a fun one to, to follow along with as well. Yeah, it's kind of been the, the tale of the last couple of games. I mean, it was very similar to what happened in Brandon on, on Saturday in which they had the lead going into the third and, um, you know, a goal there in the third to tie it up and then another late power play chance just like in Brandon. This one came with about six minutes to go in regulation last night. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. You know, it's... It's good to see that the team is close in the games because two years ago they they were not close in a lot of the games and now they are. So you know the progress is clearly there, but it's just a matter of turning those close games and close losses into wins. And I imagine that's got to be frustrating because one thing about this team is there's a lot of competitive young guys on this team, and they they got to be hoping yeah that that this effort does turn into a W at some point. Yeah, and guys who who came from you know minor hockey teams that did win a lot of games, so they're they they were kind of used to winning and they had that expectation coming in and, and it's a different league it's not a not a 16 and 17 year old league which is the age group that half of this team is so um, you know it's 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 tough to win games in this league it doesn't matter who you're playing and um, you know the Broncos are right there with some good teams I mean when they scored against Winnipeg in the first period that was the first time Winnipeg had trailed the game all season long mm-hmm. and they had that lead for you know 20 minutes of, of, of gameplay 30 minutes of gameplay so so they're right there I mean they're on the cusp of winning games and, and like I said it's just a matter of fine-tuning things a little bit you know it seems to be one turnover here and there that ends up in the back of the net to tie the game or whatever it is. So um, they're right there, and you know the team knows that if, if they kind of just keep their head to the keep their head to the grindstone, it's going to come, and they're going to win some hockey games. Yeah, there's not much margin for error in this league at all, and uh, this young team is certainly learning that. And you touched on that Manitoba road trip, and yeah, you got to really respect the the way the Broncos hung with Winnipeg because I saw the CHL top ten rankings came out today. Winnipeg number two, I think they were. So the fact that the Broncos hung with them for, for a full 60 minutes. I mean, that's that's got to be encouraging. Yeah, that team's, uh, they're loaded. Um, I think everyone knew what kind of offensive firepower they had coming in, and um, they've kind of just shown that they're they're not messing around here, and they're going for a championship. So, you know, for the Broncos to hang in there, like you said, the shots were, you know, heavily in, in Winnipeg's favor, but that's just a credit to Isaac Poulter for keeping his team in it as long as he did. So, um, you know, like I said, it's encouraging to see that they can hang with a team like that, and if they just keep it up, you know, it's going to start turning into wins eventually and then hopefully that starts on Friday. How was that Manitoba road trip? It's always fascinating when, when the team goes on the road and that was the, the first long excursion for a lot of these young guys and there's a heavy Manitoba presence on this team as well so I imagine the, 
Swift had a pretty decent cheering section each night. There was a huge crowd there and uh, for, for Broncos fans in that game, for a lot of different guys, obviously for you know the Winnipeg guys and it's even a Brandon guy uh, with uh, with Ryland Thiessen. So there were some big-time crowds for, for, for the Broncos uh, in that one, some cheering sections, like you said. After the game, a bunch of guys were able to go up and see their family and see their friends. And you know the whole one corner of the concourse was covered with Broncos jerseys and Winnipeg minor hockey jerseys and all this stuff. So um, it was really cool for those guys to play that game or those games, I think. And the the crowd in Brandon was huge too. I think there was over four thousand the rink that night. So it was mm-hmm. a it was a raucous crowd in Brandon. And um, you know it was uh, it was a great game back and forth. And just unfortunate it didn't quite work out there in overtime. But um, I think it was a fun trip for a lot of those guys. That had to feel good to be a part of as a broadcaster, and I imagine as a player too, because as we know in following current events, there have not been a lot of opportunities for large gatherings and large passionate crowds. Yeah, it was it was electric. Um, you know, I would have certainly loved to have a more silent crowd at the end of the game as opposed to a, a raucous one. But um, you know, just when when Brandon scores in overtime, you can just feel the whole building jump up and get on their feet, and it's something that you know I don't think anybody involved in the organization has experienced in, in like two years. So um, it was it was great to see people coming back to hockey games and supporting you know junior hockey, um, and you know hopefully we can get some some big crowds here in Swift Current. These guys would love to play in front of a huge crowd here on home ice. Yep, absolutely. And the next opportunity to do so is going to be this Friday night. Uh, a team that Swift is already familiar with that we've seen once this year. The Calgary Hitman roll into town. Yeah, Sunday afternoon game at Calgary a week and a half ago, and you know that was a game the Broncos could have won that game even though they had only four defensemen heading into the game with some some injuries and a, a suspension to Chase Lacombe. But um, you know Calgary is kind of in a similar situation to to the Broncos. They're going through a bit of a youth movement. They just traded you know Luke Prokop to Edmonton last week, a pretty huge blockbuster deal to to move a Nashville Predators prospect over to over to Cal or to Edmonton. But um, you know they've got some young talented guys in their team, a couple of NHL draft picks in uh, Sean Chagall and Tyson Galloway. So two younger teams going head to head, and then two teams that uh, who knows maybe in two years will be battling it out in the playoffs, trying to uh, to get to the final. On the Broncos This Week podcast, we're going to have, uh, our, as our feature guest, Ryland Gould, 16-year-old rookie who was part of a night of firsts last night in Medicine Hat. Yeah, he, a pretty funny first goal. He basically toe-picked as he shot the puck, and it still went into the back of the goal. So uh, they all look the same on the score sheet, so that doesn't matter for him. He was just excited to get that first goal. And, and like I said, yeah, I mean, he, Connor Vidston, and, uh, and Brady Burney all scoring their first WHL goals in the second period uh, yesterday in Medicine Hat. So a uh, great night for those three guys. Uh, you know, as as you'll hear Ryland Gould say, they obviously would have loved to to get those goals to celebrate and also get the win. But uh, still, a cool night for those guys that they'll never forget. Going to run out of pucks in Medicine Hat <laughs> almost last night, but uh, nice to see that that didn't happen, and good to see some firsts. Uh, I want to give a shout out to last week's feature guest on the Broncos this week podcast. It was it was uh, w- my wife and I had just got back from a trip to Vancouver to visit my daughter, and as we were driving home, then we were listening to the game on uh, on the radio, and uh, the interview. With Ryan Bedahar was on. You were using that as an intermission filler, and uh, my wife, who who works camera for some games, she was like, "Oh wow, I, I sure like this. I, I think Bedahar is her new favorite player, just based <laughs> on the the quality of the interview. I mean, very well spoken young man. And how was uh, how were his efforts on the ice? Because it was good to see him back after injury. It is, yeah. He's uh, you know he loves to jump up on the attack, and uh, he's got that little Denny Savardian spinorama he shows off once in a while. So it is great to have him back. Uh, you know, he's he's an important piece uh, at both ends of the rink, and. 
Um, with regards to his, his interview, I asked him if he, his parents had listened to it back in, in Germany, and he said, yeah, but they don't speak very good English, so I had to translate a lot of it for them. So uh, nice to see that he's got some support over from back home. And, um, you know, it is, like you said, it's great to have him back on the ice. He's uh, a very well-liked guy in the, in the locker room and on the bus as well. Feature guest Ryland Gould coming up later on on the Broncos This Week podcast, but in the much more immediate future, we'll chat with interim head coach Devin Pratt. Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week Coaches Show segment with interim head coach Devin Pratt joining us here. And uh, Devin, busy weekend with uh, a road trip into Manitoba, two games that certainly sounded competitive for your team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're uh, we're excited, but we're not satisfied. Um, the excitement comes from the compete level was there. Um, you know, leads changed hands a few times, and we just had that resiliency to stick with it. Uh, I'd like to see us kind of shore things up a little bit late in third periods, being a little bit smarter with the lead. But I thought, you know what, it was kind of a playoff style to be out in Manitoba in those tough burns, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're driving back here eight hours, hopping on the bus the next day, heading to Med Hat again. So uh, to go in there and have the effort we have, uh, that excites me a lot. And it's encouraging to see your team so close in these games. I know the end result hasn't quite been there, but so far this season, your team is the only one that's had a lead on Winnipeg at all. Small victory, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got to find some positives there, and Winnipeg's a great team. So uh, it's funny how things go, and, you know, if you look at the box score, you know, getting outshot like we did in the second period, the response we had in the third, we kind of liked our third, and we get outscored 2 nothing. We outshoot them 8-6 to six and get outscored 2 nothing, and, you know, they end up winning 3-1. But, uh, yeah, there's positives to build there. I think, you know, as a group, we know that we can play with them. Uh, we didn't do it for a full 60, and that's going to be the – challenge next time we face them is try to you know produce that third period compete for a full 60 and have that confidence to go up against them and yeah the guys have just you know they're tight they're a tight group in there they're playing for each other we're starting to see the offense starting to click scoring more than you know that goal two goals a game we had three and then we had four um, which was good and you know we we identified our D zone. We thought it was a lot better in Med Hat. Penalty kill kind of slipped up on us. So it's, you know, we can't add one at the cost of something else. We need that strong foundation that when we build on it, we're building off of it and, uh, you know, we can add as we go. You know, in in the limited interactions I've had with the players, there certainly seems to be a feeling of accountability and a feeling that the guys care and that they really, really want to get that check in the win column. Are, are you finding that? And as a coach, how do you work with that? Yeah, I think, you know, it goes hand in hand. And uh, I had said before that they kind of use the language and then we hold them to those standards. And uh, there's a lot of pride in that group. So, you know, we also mentioned on here before about kind of false results. And, you know, we have a process. We haven't quite found it yet for the full 60 and it's cost us. We could come out of that road trip with a couple wins and you know, we wouldn't have the learning experience that we probably needed at this point in the year. So um, for us now, going into the third period with the lead, we got to have confidence. We're creating these situations. We're creating those scenarios, uh, you know, multiple times. So now going in, having better puck management, knowing that we've been there before, um, those kinds of ideas. So we, we, fr we get frustrated for sure, and we frustrate ourselves uh, with the results at the end, but there are a lot of positives that we're building off. Nice to see the team push back in the 
second period of medicine out after they took the lead, you scored. You take the lead twice uh, with all three guys getting their first WHO goals, Brady, Bernie, Connor, Vincent, and Ryland Gould. Uh, some young guys picking up their first and uh, kind of a cool moment there in the second period. Yeah, it was for sure. Uh, you know, even just to see kind of Gouldy hit the crossbar uh, on a chance and then, you know, he's coming off and he said, I thought that was the one. And then the thing that I love so much is that it, everyone's celebrating it. You know, when the play's going on, it'll be 30 seconds, one of the guys walking down the bench and giving the, one of the guys a hug for his first goal and they're, they're cherishing that moment together. So these guys are sharing memories. They're kind of writing their own story together, uh, which we really like. And we had a little bit of fun with it too, said it was bring a kid to work day on the bench. <laughs> and, you know, the boys, uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're part of our team. They're part of our offense. They bring it every night and they bring that youthful excitement and life to our game. And we've been very, very happy with where they're at. And we know there'll be challenges through a 68 game schedule for them that, you know, there's, there's peaks and valleys, but it's always nice to get guys going with their first one. Let's hopefully let's build off that. And let's find the confidence to kind of contribute more night in and night out. Well, it's cool to hear that too and hear those stories because, you know, it's a losing skid right now on paper, but, you know, it's good to hear that the kids are having fun and staying positive too. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, uh, there's a fine line like we have to have fun fun the fun factor is huge we got to enjoy coming to the rink every day um i think the excitement for them as well as us as a staff is that we're like right there we're right there in these games uh we've only as i've mentioned on here before we only there's one effort we didn't really like uh, and that's the red deer effort at home here so outside of that seven of eight efforts we've given ourselves a chance to win uh, sometimes we've relied heavily on goaltending um, but at the same time you know, your strong players got to be your strong players and our goaltending we feel is an advantage every night so uh, we don't want to sit back and rely on that but at the same time yeah I think that they, they are having fun uh, the excitement is there they want to see it through and then you know, I always say when you go through periods like this, it just makes you respect winning that much more. When you get to the top of the hill, you stay hungry because you know people are pushing and they're nipping at your heels. And we want to be a team that, you know, can put multiple wins together, can go on the same kind of streak the opposite way that we are right now. And and to do that, you know, you got to stay hungry. you got to stay never satisfied. So we're developing some of those skills right now, um, you know, mentally, the focus, the 60 minutes, uh, the preparation, and hopefully we see things start to come to fruition. Before we take a look at the game on Friday against Calgary, some great news for the team on Tuesday with the NHL Central Scouting rankings come out. Reed Dick, uh, Matthew Ward, Owen Pickering ranked as C skaters, Josh Davies as a B skater, and some more guys in the locker room who could play themselves onto that list as well so just kind of a cool moment for those guys and for the team as a whole yeah definitely i mean we talked about in the room we want to celebrate those guys early and you know it's uh it's a nice feather in the cap for the guys and at the same time you know there's still work to be done um there's lots uh lots between here and the draft and we're proud of those guys they're turning heads we've we know that there's a lot of people in the rink watching us on a nightly basis with our youth. And, I mean, we started the overtime period with 16-17-17. Uh, and they were up against, uh, I believe it would be a 20 and a 20 
and a 17 on the point maybe but you know so we're, we're coming yeah. with our youth we're playing with our youth um, we're really proud of our veterans here and the job that they have done as well but our guys are they're, they're getting opportunities to contribute every night yeah and that's great to see um, Boshi you touched on it uh, next option or next action is going to be this Friday night a team that you're not uh, unfamiliar with in the Calgary hitman rolling into town what do you know about them yeah you know what uh, Calgary had a strong effort against us there so uh, we kind of owe them one here on home ice we feel that this is a team uh, that we should be in the fight with pretty solid uh, if you look at the standings and where things are at right now this kind of last with Med Hat and now Calgary and a couple games against Regina this is this is the group we're kind of bunched in with right now so we want to separate ourselves and take pride in that uh, Calgary's got a lot of offensive skill as well um, they played a solid game against us they've made a trade since then Pro Cup played quite a bit of ice time when we were against them so it'll be interesting to see how they manage that time without him there but uh, we're just really excited for our guys get out on home ice here come out with that youthful energy and uh, you know cause some chaos I know that you spoke uh, last week at the news conference when the, the announcement was made about Dean Brockman and uh, you know I just wanted to ask you just a, a follow up here I can't imagine that you were expecting to be a Western Hockey League head coach before the end of October. How's the last week been in your life? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty wild, to be honest with you. But at the same time, it's the time of my life. Uh, I do feel prepared. Um, you know, working in hockey the way I have and being at Notre Dame, I have confidence in my coaching ability and the really the relationships, the things that I'm getting back, the feedback from the players too has been awesome. So I uh, can't thank Dean enough um, for giving me the roles and responsibilities I had here early with the group group and then uh, that kind of mentorship and confidence that he breeded in me along the way uh, just the little things looking back you know he's the comments he was making me throughout camp and just you know y you don't know until you know and I think this isn't how I drew it up uh, but at the same time uh, being here and having that experience as the associate for the time I did has probably prepared me to be a head coach at this level better than if I just came in blind. So uh, fortunate for that, that time frame and that opportunity. And as I say, I'm just having the time of my life and trying to put my best foot forward every day. Right on. Well, thank you very much for, for making your way to this end of the rink and chatting with us today, Devin. And uh, yeah, best of luck this Friday night. Thank you very much. Thanks, boys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast feature guest segment. We got 16-year-old uh, rookie Ryland Gould joining us on uh, Broncos This Week. And, uh, well, first and foremost, I know that the team would, would certainly like to be a little bit more in the win column, but congratulations on the first Western Hockey League goal. That one had to feel good, eh? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Felt uh, felt pretty good getting the monkey off the back. Uh, obviously, uh, would have felt better to get the win, but... Um, we're we're right there, and I think that the win the wins are going to keep coming, and uh, I'm very excited. Nicest goal you ever scored, do you think? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's uh, they can't all be pretty, I guess, <laughs> but uh, I I don't mind the little toe pick before I before <laughs> I scored there, but no, it's. Uh, uh, nice ones will, will come, I assume. Well, yeah, and you know what? Uh, I always like asking guys about, uh, you know, taking us through that first goal, you know, if, if you can mentally rewind at what happened out there. Yeah, so I was uh, I was kind of covering high guy, and uh, I saw Kanger was kind of in the corner there. Uh, he just got him from Lethbridge. He's been awesome. And uh, got, got there, kind of pinned the puck, uh, and I felt a D kind of come up and bump me. So then I went to roll off of him and I had him beat 
and I noticed I had a lot more time than I usually have, I guess. Uh, walked the circle, and then I, as I went to shoot, I was kind of falling. So I was like, hey, got to get this on net here. And uh, got up, saw the red light on, and I was like, oh, the boys were coming. Wardle went and picked up the puck. So I was like, hey, I think I scored here. So no, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. And, and how, does it, how does it feel? I mean, you scored a lot of goals in your minor hockey days, but to get that first one in the WHL, when you kind of get up and see that red light on, I mean, what's the kind of feeling inside your, your stomach? Yeah, I mean, obviously, play hockey your whole life, you kind of dream of moments of uh, – uh, succeeding like that so I uh, I was truly speechless I, don't, I didn't really know what to say I was really really excited and uh, I mean I was happy for all my teammates uh, who got their first I mean it was a seemed to be a night of first that night so um, no it was uh, it was big accomplishment and uh, hopefully more to come yeah and you know what it had to feel good because it was a goal in a tight game too eh? mm-hmm. yeah no I mean I think it I think it felt that a little bit that much better just to put the team up 4-3 because at the end of the day, I just want to win in this league. And um, I think that we have the group to do it. So uh, to score an important goal and to be trusted out there with two minutes left in a period, uh, it's, uh, it always feels always feels nice just kind of getting getting the boys in an opportunity to to win so no it was uh it was nice team has been right on the cusp of getting a lot of wins over the last couple of games here and i know it's frustrating to be so close and then to see it kind of go away in overtime or late in third periods but the team's got to be confident knowing that if they keep playing like this the wins are going to come yeah like um we talk about in the room all the time and uh we uh we know what we're capable of and we know how uh what we need to do to to get there and um there are a couple of these games uh we think that we we could have won and uh, I think that we're going to start winning we're just getting more comfortable every single game and I think that uh, everyone involved is going to see um, a big turnaround here and we're going to start getting in the win column. Yeah, Bronco rookie Rylan Gould on the Broncos This Week podcast. Uh, this is the second time we've had you on as a podcast guest. You're, you're good at this, man. Like, you're, you're a great <laughs> talker. Is that kind of – have you taken on that role in the dressing room? Like, are you a vocal guy when you're you're in the room and on the bench? Yeah, I think uh, I think the boys would say I'm pretty pretty vocal. Um, I've – I'm I'm not too shy of a person. Growing up with my family, it's always been pretty family orientated, and uh, um, in this room, I f- we feel like it's a family in there. And those are my brothers that I play with, and do anything for those guys. So, um, for me, it's just being myself, and uh, no, it's you don't feel shy anywhere. So, um, yeah, I think I would say I'm a pretty vocal person, and uh, I think I'm a I'm a leader. So, I everywhere I go, I try to. Just be myself and, uh, yeah, make make friends along the way, make enemies, but uh, hopefully a bit more friends for sure. Well, speaking of family, you got a chance to see a lot of your family this past weekend uh, playing in your home province of Manitoba for the first time. There was a big crowd in Brandon for you, and then, of course, a bunch of them came to the Winnipeg game as well. Uh, knowing the schedule and then knowing that weekend was coming up, how much were you looking forward to that trip? Uh, I was looking forward to it a lot. My my brother, is my he's my best friend, so getting to see him was truly awesome, and I had around six, six of my friends come to the Browning game and then a bunch more than the Winnipeg one and to see my mom and dad they, they've been such a big part of this journey and I wouldn't be here without them so um, seeing them it was pretty cool and uh, I was happy happy to put on a little bit of a show for them but um, obviously um, didn't didn't get the job done once again but um, it's it's going to keep coming so I'm uh, I'm really excited yeah you know it's it's nice to see that this team cares so much about winning and you know despite the fact that you had that big milestone last night I know that you're still pissed about the loss but uh, for you personally heading into camp this year was was making the team a big goal of yours and was it something that you expected to do because it's tough to break into this league as a 16 year old yeah so uh, 
um, for me, I was in a, I was a bit of a tough spot. I was actually injured coming into camp, um, had a, had a lower body injury, and I, I remember talking to my dad, and I think I put in the notes, and uh, like I'm making this team. That was, that's what I, that was the attitude since I've been drafted, making it at 16, because uh, I, I want to make an impact, uh, whatever team I'm playing for, and I knew that I could make one with the Broncos, so. Um, get just kind of making the team obviously was a big goal of mine and now you make it then I mean the real work starts so I was uh that was definitely a big goal of mine you played every game so far this season but can you take us back to the first game against medicine at home uh you know leading up to game time how were you feeling uh, getting ready for the game yeah it was a it was a weird feeling because I mean you're you're nervous excited but at the end of the day it's hockey so been playing this your whole life and that's kind of what the guys are saying just don't overthink it don't try to do too much just play your game and uh, yeah, no, just kind of breaking into the league. Uh, I feel like every game I'm getting more comfortable and uh, I think I'm gonna keep getting more comfortable and uh, I'm honestly really excited for the season and make the playoffs. Yeah, what kind of a player do you see yourself being as this year? You know, given the, given the ice time that you're getting, given the situations that you're getting put out there, uh, what kind of a player is Ryland Gould? Uh, I think I'm a player that's going to get better every single game and that is going to bring an impact in whatever way the team needs. Um, I think that, <coughs> sorry, uh, as, a, as a team, uh, as we keep moving forward, um, I, I truly believe that um, going to bring more of an impact and just a consistent player that's you know what I'm going to bring every night and I'm going to surprise you as well because I could do a lot of things that a lot of people I guess don't see but um, no I'm I'm a player that's going to bring a lot of offense, but is going to be trusted around the rink. We know how important confidence is when it comes to performing while playing sports. And to get that first goal, do you feel like your confidence is immediately shot up to a new level? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like confidence is is something that you got to keep steady. You can't get too high, you can't get too low. So um, getting the first goal obviously is huge, but um, I think truly it's uh it's just another step and we've got to keep moving forward you're less than a month into your western hockey league career as a 16 year old and there's been some some great players that have gone on to this league and went and played the pro league and they didn't score their first western hockey league goal less than a month in you know are there certain benchmarks that you're you're looking at and comparing yourself to other guys before you uh i mean i wouldn't say comparing i i don't like to necessarily compare myself to um <clears throat> to people just because i uh I think everyone's their own person, and I think that everyone brings different things. Obviously, I have goals in mind, um, but given everything that's going on, just trying to bring an impact, and I know if I play my game, the points will come. So I'm uh, looking forward to getting more wins and just contributing more every night. As the team was rolling into Winnipeg after the game of Brandon, you were giving the guys in the bus a bit of a tour of Headingley as we drove past it on the side there. Can you <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, your hometown? Yeah, it was a short tour. <laughs> it was definitely a short tour. Um, it's funny. I, uh, uh, it's. I mean, it has its milestones. <laughs> you see the subway. Um, <laughs> you see. Uh, you see the Coes there. Well, now it's E's, but people who live in Headingley know it as Coes. Uh, that's the ice cream spot there. But um, yeah, we we went there and then we went down kind of Roblin area, which is. Uh, yeah on the perimeter and everything but no I, I remember i was looking at betsy who's our uh german uh import there and i was like hey you see you see over there that's where i live it's like middle of nowhere but um, <laughs> no yeah it's uh I, I love it there it's home well yeah and we touched on this before in your first podcast interview isn't headingly like the the famous home of a penitentiary or something like that yeah there's a penitentiary there and uh i, th I told a story on how uh 
like the, yeah. the, the escaped convict. There's <laughs> choppers everywhere, and like my back door doesn't even have a lock on it. So um, that that was definitely a scary moment. But yeah, there's a penitentiary there, and then there's a woman's jail right near there too. Like there's two, so kind of sandwiched in. But uh, no, it's it. I feel extremely safe there, but um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess there's two penitentiaries. Every there, town's but. known for something, right? Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Everybody's got their hobbies outside of kind of what they do on a day-to-day basis, so that's hockey for you, obviously, but when you're not at the rink and you're not thinking about hockey, what are you doing or what, or what are you thinking about? Uh, I, I like to hang out with my brother a lot and uh, my family, my friends, uh, and I think I think there's a misconception where it's like, oh, hockey all the time. But at the end of the day, we're all normal people. We're all, I mean, we we all like to do other things, right? So I go to the lake a lot in the summer, hang out with my buddies, um, go to the gym a lot, and it's just like, uh, just thinking thinking normal things. I like to play video games with my brother, but um, it's funny. Hockey is usually on my mind, so it's uh, it's kind of tough to get out of that. Yeah, and I mean, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, so obviously that kind of limits what you can do away from the rink, but uh, you're a month into the season. What, what kind of things are you doing in your free time to, to pass the hours? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been doing a bit, bit of school. I've got to do a lot more of that, though. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely weird doing it online, but... Um, yeah, just hanging out with teammates. Can't can't do much because of the numbers, I guess, around here. And uh, no, just kind of going going to eat, hang out with the friends, hang out with the at the rink with all the with all the teammates. And uh, no, it's. Um, yeah, just like even going over to teammates to watch a, a Jets game or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's uh, uh, just kind of stuff like that. Well, how great have the bus rides have been then? Because all you guys can get together at one time and kind of hang out together. I know you're you're hanging at the front and the older guys are at the back, but uh, get on the bus and have those eight-hour drives home must be kind of nice to, to see all your all your teammates in one place. Yeah, I think I think the bus is honestly the most fun people usually have in on every team. So uh, being on the bus with the guys, you you get closer, you play games with them. Uh, you, I mean, you play games on your phone. You play, you play card games. You just kind of talk, listen to music, and the bus is always more fun after a win. So, I mean, these past couple bus rides on the way home, they've been, uh, they've been a little quiet. But after a win, they're usually, usually pretty fun. So, um, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been truly. Uh, I, I think I've been blessed with everyone on the on the team just because of uh, like all the all the things that they've shown me around. Because I mean, every single every single uh, place that we go, I mean, it's a, it's a hometown for a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine it was exciting doing doing the Headingley thing. I can see why you would have been fired up about <laughs> yeah. that. So you, uh, as we're doing this podcast here, you're wearing a Blue Jays hat right now. Are you a big baseball guy? Are you a Jays guy? Oh, uh, uh, I, I would say I'm, I'm not the hugest baseball guy. My, I got a couple of buddies at home that are uh, huge, huge baseball guys, but um, no, it's. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I watch it here and there. Kind of sad that the Jays didn't make the playoffs. I remember when they were kind of in the run. We we were watching every game and stuff like that. Like, oh, are the Jays going to make it? But um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a huge baseball guy. Just uh, watch a lot of hockey, like a bit of basketball. Um, well, watch golf when there's tournaments, right? But um, no, it's. I played baseball as a kid and obviously enjoy it. Kind of look at the stats and stuff, but don't really watch the games. Raptors fan then, basketball? Or? Yeah, well, when I was, I wasn't kind of hopped on the bag when we were again, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But, but uh, I remember watching the, when Kawhi hit that shot against the Sixers with my oh. dad. We were like, what the heck just happened? But, <laughs> no, it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, that was a great moment in Canadian sports history for sure. So, so this Friday, a, uh, a rare home game coming up here. You know, you guys have been on the road a lot. You excited to, to skate on this ice service in a competitive way? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's always nice uh, playing at home for the Iplex in front of all the fans, and uh, they they truly help us out a lot. And it's a lot more fun after a win. So, um, we're looking to get back in the win call, and these are. These next three are very important for us. And then we have a huge homestand, which is going to be nice. A lot of familiar uh, faces around the rink, familiar ice. So we're going to be in advantage there. And uh, um, I think that we're going to get back in the wind column here. It's going to be really nice. Ryland Gould on the Broncos This Week podcast, our feature guest. And uh, once again, congratulations on the first goal. And uh, hopefully they start coming in bunches for you, man. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Right on. Broncos This Week for Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week brought to you by Original 16. A big thanks to uh, feature guest Ryland Gould coming off his uh, first Western Hockey League goal and interim head coach Devin Pratt joining us as well. As the Broncos get set for their first home game in a couple weeks, Calgary Hitmen are in town Friday night. Yeah, and a, and a rare Saturday off afterwards. You know, the, the guys are going to be hoping to, to pick up a win there and feel it good for, for the whole weekend off. So uh, I'm looking forward to having Calgary in town. It was uh, The score didn't look that close 4-1 when the Broncos played them last, but the game was certainly much closer than that as uh, Reed Dick was unbelievable and, and the Broncos had so many chances to score in that game but just couldn't seem to get it done. So chance for them to get a little redemption against Calgary and uh, also back on home ice for the first time in what feels like quite a long time too. Yeah, and our feature guest Ryland Gould touched on it. Like the, the kids on this team, they, they certainly feed off a raucous crowd and the energy in the building and, you know, hopefully we can get uh, some bumps in the seats and some vocal fans out for this one uh, Friday night at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. And then a rare Saturday off, which doesn't happen a lot in the Western League. No, it doesn't. It's, <laughs> it's like uh, the bye week in the yeah, CFL. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, looking forward to that, having a couple days off to to rest and recharge after a, a pretty wild weekend there with driving to, to Manitoba on the weekend and coming eight hours home, getting back at like 4 a.m. and then jumping right back on the bus to go to Medicine Hat. So, uh, certainly a well-deserved weekend off coming up for these guys. You know, on the podcast, we never look too further ahead than than one game on the schedule we got calgary in town on friday but uh the regina pats in town next week as well with uh obviously some hype on that roster yeah i mean look we 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 cover the broncos we're we're broncos supporters here but um you know if there's ever a time to come to a rink to watch an opposing player it's it's when regina's in town um connor bedard is a special player uh, i have no doubts that he is going to be drafted first overall in the 2023 nhl entry draft so when you've got a chance to watch him play hockey for 20 bucks i think you really have to take advantage of that because he is a pretty special talent right on it's the broncos this week podcast putting the wraps on our 50th episode of Broncos this week and uh, we, we were rewarded for our efforts. Somebody left us 50 beers here to split between the two of us. 50 original 16. So we'll uh, we'll pace ourselves with that donation of the podcast and uh, say thanks for, for doing so and a big thanks to Original 16 for being a supporter of, of what we're doing here. This is the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by the aforementioned Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16.